press on into a series we're doing called Go Eat Popcorn. I know it's a funny title, but I wanted you to remember Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. These are four letters, uh, four of the letters that Paul wrote to the church. In them are these amazing foundational truths that we need to understand in order to experience the full and abundant life that Jesus came for us to have. And so hopefully you got, you know, from Galatians, my my big point there was that we're living in response to the love of God for us, not trying to live in a way that gets him to respond to us. And then we looked at Ephesians and there the, the big thing was about who we are in Christ, our identity in Christ, particularly as the church, that we're the church. Um, that, that right now we're the church gathered corporately, but when you leave, you're still the church, you're just the church on mission. So that you start to think in, in the idea of church isn't something that you do, church is something that, is, that you are. You are the church and that's significant in the way that we live this life. We looked at Philippians, and in light of um, you know, uh, Galatians and Ephesians and Philippians, then we're challenged to think about what we think about, you know, what our attitudes are, what our perspective is, and that we're lining those up with Jesus. And now we're into Colossians. We'll be in chapter 2 today. And in Colossians, he's, Paul is really encouraging us to live out the gospel and what it means to live out the gospel. So we're going to dig into that together in just a moment. I have to, you know, transition, I always do a bad joke or two. These are very bad, I guess, but, so I'm very happy with them. Did you hear about the two guys that stole a calendar? They each got six months. Okay, here's the one they haven't liked. So the, the first part of this is absolutely real. So I eat apples. If you've ever been here between services, I'm generally eating apple, but I only eat Honeycrisp apples. I love Honeycrisp apples. They're, they're the best apple. Everything else pales in comparison, so you have to understand that. But my grandma, she had this crazy idea about an apple that's sour and way better than any other apple. But I just call that Granny's myth. No? Granny's myth? No? Nothing? A pun has not matured until it's a full grown. Go ahead, grown, and I'll feel better. Thank you very much. My daughter laughed. That's a win. <laughs> so like nobody else got that, but, or they got it and hated it, but you liked it. Okay, good. She laughed. I call that a win. Scripture reading. Here we go. This is the part that matters. Colossians 2. 13 through 17, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, trying, triumphing over them by the cross. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are the shadow, these are a shadow of the things that were to come. Uh, how, however, the reality, however, is found in Christ. Blessed be the word of the Lord. So... As I said, Colossians is about living out the gospel. And when you hear gospel, I hope you think of good news. We, we teach about that here all the time. I want you to know the good news, the gospel. I've taught you over and over again the summary, best summary verses are 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4, that Jesus died for our sins. He went to the cross and died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he defeated death and rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. That that 
is what people need to hear. That's the good news. People need to hear that and respond to that in faith to go from darkness to light. That's, that's it. That's, what, that's what's helping us. That's what allows us to get reconciled back to God, is responding to that good news, that gospel message. And, and because this church in Colos that, that Paul is writing to, um, he's writing to them, and he says to them, because they've responded to that message, they've been made alive with Christ. And so I want to start with that. Point number one, God made you alive with Christ. At the point in time when you gave your life to Jesus by responding to that message, you realized that you have sinned, your sin has separated you from a perfect holy God, that, that in understanding what Jesus has done, you've, you've claimed that into your own life, and, and now you've been made alive with Christ by responding to the good news. So God made you alive with Christ. Let me read you these verses again because they're so important. Verse 13 and, uh, through 15. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh God made you alive with Christ he forgave he has taken it away nailing it to the cross and having disarmed the powers and authorities he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them by the cross Paul's saying two things there that are extremely important that we understand and that we might miss as we read it first Jesus has nailed to the cross all of the things, everything that would be against us, all of the debt that we needed to pay, all the guilt that maybe we've experienced in our lives or that we're feeling for things that we've done, for bad decisions we've made, for bad mistakes, for bad... All of it, every bit of it, all of it was nailed to the cross. So... We don't have to walk around carrying all that guilt and all that baggage and all that shame of the mess that all of our lives are because it's all been nailed to the cross, all of it. Jesus conquered uh, death and he conquered hell and he conquered the grave. Secondly, what we need to understand is not only did he conquer all that mess that we're carrying around, he also conquered all of the rulers and all of the principalities. So not everything everything was nailed to the cross that would stand against us. He's also conquered everything that could accuse us and everybody that could come against us. That's all been dealt with at the cross. This is huge news for us to understand. This, this should change everything about us in this life. Jesus has done it all for us. What separates Christianity from everything else is that in Christianity it's about what's been done for us. It's not about what we have to do. See, we have to, we sort of have to take that in. Now I, I say that because he's going to make a big therefore in a minute. So when we get to the therefore in this next point, I want you to know that the therefore is because Jesus has nailed all this stuff to the cross and everything he's done, what we need to do is we need to make sure that we don't cross plus. Now, that might sound funny, but I I said it that way a while ago, and I like it uh, because I think it helps. And so I want to talk about cross plus. So what that means is we have a tendency to try and add things beyond the response by faith to the good news. And so we start to add things. Well, it's that plus you have to do this and you have to do this and you have to do this and you have to do this. And that's unfortunately very normal for all of us in the church. It's been part of the church. And you've, you've got some of it. I've got some of it in me. I have to challenge things in my life all the time. Some of it you got from the way you were brought up. Some of it you got if you've got a big church background, you're bringing some of that stuff with you. And um, other ways that we take those things and we start to think that you, you, well, it's, it's not just that. It has to be these other things as well. But look at what Paul says in verse 16 and 17. He says, therefore, 
Do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. So remember, he's writing to this group in Colossus. These are new believers, and they primarily Gentile believers, and they've come to Christ. They were made alive with Christ because they responded to the good news, the gospel, the message. But now there's some other folks that have shown up, and, and most likely these were Judaizers. These were early um, um, Jewish believers who'd accepted Christ, but they had all this other stuff that had always been part of their lives, and they're bringing that with them. And they're telling these brand new believers in Christ, well, that's not enough what you've done. You have to do that. That's great that you did that, but here's all this other stuff that you need to do as well. And Paul's saying that's not true uh, and because Jesus has... what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival a new moon celebration or a sabbath day so you might well what is he talking about there what's going on well let's kind of just quickly get into the mindset of a first century uh jewish believer if you would uh, a judaizer if, if what's going on people that would have been trying to you know follow yahweh according to what they knew at the time which was the torah so uh, if you lived at that time and, and, and you wanted to follow Yahweh at that point in time with what it is prior to Jesus, you would be a person that, that lived the Torah. The Torah is the first five books of the Old Testament. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. I hope you've read them, but they're, they're also kind of big to read. There, there's a lot of stuff going on there. There's an expansive work with a lot of details and stuff going on there. So what by the first century, what believers would have been doing at that point in time was they, they sort of uh, narrowed it down a little bit, the Torah. Uh, like when, when I was in college, if they gave me a big book to read, I would almost always go and get the Cliff Notes. So most of you know Cliff Notes. If you don't, maybe some of you are young. If, I would go to Google and watch a video, or YouTube and watch a video. Um, just sort of narrow it down for me. It's so expansive. I need, I need it. And so what they had at that point in time was they had a, a little set of things they called boundary markers. And primarily this, these were the boundary markers. If they lived within these boundaries then, they would be considered covenant people at that point in time. And the boundary markers were what you could and couldn't eat, who you could and couldn't eat with, um, keeping the festivals that were required, and particularly keeping the Sabbath. That would be the big thing. So if they were doing those things, then they were considered to be sort of okay in their own minds. But can you imagine then... If, if you were living uh, this way in, in your life, and all of a sudden Jesus arrives on the scene, and you know that, that something's going on with Jesus because of the things that are happening. People are being healed. People are being changed. It's significant. There's something going on. They, they think he's, it's got to be, be a God thing, but where was the problem? Well, Jesus came in and he said, you know what? I'm going to eat with tax collectors and sinners. Why did they react so violently? Because that was out of bounds. That was outside the boundary markers. You couldn't do those things. And they're like, how can you be a, a follower of God if you're doing that way? He said, you know, what's, what's more than that? I've got to tell you this. It really isn't about um, what you're eating. Uh, it's not what comes in to a person that makes them unclean. It's what's coming out. And he said, so that's not it. And so that was pushing their buttons. Wait a minute. This is all we know. These boundary markers is what keeps us safe. And then what did he do? It really pushed them over the edge? On the Sabbath, he would like heal people. He'd walk through grain fields and get a little grain. You ever, because you read it and you go, why would people that love God be upset about someone being miraculously healed no matter what day it was? Well, it's because it was out of bounds to them. 
And they couldn't deal with it. It was out of bounds. And so these folks are bringing all of this mess in with them, all these rules and everything, into this new relationship with Christ. And so Paul says, listen, don't let anybody judge you based on any of that stuff that was going on. Because all of that stuff, he said, those were a shadow of things to come. They, they were doing that because Jesus hadn't arrived yet. But now that Jesus is on the scene because of Jesus and what he's going to do at the cross, what he's done at the cross, and because of the Holy Spirit now dwelling in us, everything is different. It's not about the rules that you follow. It's about a living relationship with Jesus and how he changes us in those things and in that process. And so we have to get a hold of this idea. I talk about it all the time of justification. When I talk about salvation, I say there's always three parts. You know, we've been saved, we're being saved, we will be saved. I bring it up because you need to know it. Justified, sanctified, glorified. Justification is such an amazing thing that I don't think we can take it in. Because when, when we give our lives to Jesus, when we respond to that simple gospel message, we're, we're saved, we're justified. Just as if we'd never sinned. That's the relationship we have with God now. He's seeing us in the perfection of His Son as if we'd never done anything that we shouldn't have done. And it's amazing that, that, that we have that. At the same time that happens, when we give our lives to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and fills us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God comes and lives in us, and He begins in us this process of sanctification, which is the process of change throughout our lives. And so we're experiencing that now. And so, uh, I'm so, you know, when, when I got justified, you wouldn't believe what a mess I was. You might because I'm still kind of a mess. But you, I was way worse. And, and, and yet, all it took was me asking Jesus to be Lord and Savior of my life, of getting it. And, and he took me and he loved me immediately just the way I was. Loved me so much, though, that he, he wants me over time to change. He absolutely does. So I have the Holy Spirit as a deposit guaranteeing my inheritance. The Holy Spirit is at work in me. And I yield to the Holy Spirit as I can. And he changes me over time. There's still a long way to go. Thirty-five, six years, whatever it is now. But there's still a lot to do in this process. But I know that he's in it. And he'll get me to the end in the process. But this idea of understanding what it means to be justified, we don't want to get ahead of sanctification by start putting on people things beyond coming to Jesus. So it's not Jesus and then you do all these things. It's Jesus. Come to Jesus. Then the Holy Spirit comes and he begins to change us over time. And that's significantly different from what happens in a lot of it. And why this is so important, as I read this and it literally floored me, 80% of people in church say, I'm really not sure that God loves me, and I'm really not sure that I'm doing enough to really know that I'm a Christian. I've got to tell you, when I read that, it took me down. As a pastor, I, 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 can't, I, I don't want that to be the reality of what's going on, that, that he, 8 out of 10 of you don't know that God loves you. And you need to know that God loves you all in with a full-on love that you can't even imagine his love for you. It's beyond what you can grasp. If, if, you've, if you've given your life to him, he, he knows all of your mess and everything, and he just loves you with his incredible love, and all he wants for you is the very best life that you can possibly have. See, that's the heart of God. And, and yet we think, oh, it just, we, just, we, don't, we don't deserve it. We can't. We can't. And yet somehow we start thinking, I've got to add these things on there, and I do it in my own strength instead of yielding the Holy Spirit. But no, it's this amazing gift. Oswald Chambers said this. This is a great quote. The center of salvation is the cross of Jesus. And the reason it's so easy to obtain salvation is because it cost God so much. It cost God so much. He did it. We just receive it. And so, so coming into the kingdom, 
engaging in this relationship should be non-complicated. It's fairly simple. It's a response. Listen to this third point. Remember, Simon Says. How many of you ever played Simon Says? Most of you at some point, right? You played Simon Says? Okay. Simon Says. Silly game, but it worked. But I'm talking now about Simon Peter. And he's asked a question by Jesus and, and his response. What Simon Says is what you need to hear. Matthew 16:15. But what about you? He asked, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, that rock is that confession of faith that that Peter just made. That's what he's talking about. On that confession of faith, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. What, what? What Jesus says to Peter is in response to your faith and understanding that I'm the Messiah, the one who's come to give you life, on that, what I'm going to do with that understanding is I'm going to do this amazing thing called the church. And I want you to be a part of it with me, just based on that confession. See, that's what Jesus... When you, when you come and give your life to Jesus, you're part of the church. He wants you to do it with Him on this journey. And so we, we have to be careful that we don't make it more difficult than it needs to be. We, we want to make sure that the message that we're extending to people in the world around us is that God loves you so much with this love that you'll never fully get and grasp and imagine. He sent His Son to die for you. He went, went to the cross for your sins. He rose again on the third day so that you can have life. And when you believe in Him, your sins are forgiven and you have eternal life. See, that's the gospel. That, that's what we're responding to. We don't want to cross plus. You have to remember, like I think about how did I get in? Was it because I had my doctrine right? No. Was it because my theology was correct? No. Was it because I was clean or, or you know, had it all figured out or anything that I'd done? It wasn't any of those things. It was because I, I, I asked Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of my life in the mess that I was in. And he, he said, yes, he was. And he loves me. And he still loves me. So, so is, is, then I to make sure you don't hear me saying that doctrine isn't important. Of course it is. Is theology important? Of course it is. It is. Am I can't all be because of this amazing gift? Can I just go and live however I want? Well, no, that's not the right response. Because of this amazing gift, we're going we're gonna to live for God, yield to the Holy Spirit. If those things didn't matter, we, we wouldn't have Bible institutes and Bible studies and press into the Word of God because those things matter. They make a difference. But we need to understand that the salvation part of this was His to give us. It was a gift that, that, that He gave us and that we responded to. And we do those things out of that and, and in that reason. Listen, this is what I want to say. Why this is so important. See, if we, if we start making all those other things the most important thing, then that's what we're going to preach about. That's why we keep the gospel the most important thing, because we want to preach the gospel, because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So that's the, that's the thing that matters. And, and I want you to just hang on to that. And that when you're out there living in this world, that you're loving people because of the love that God has given you. All of this it starts with this amazing love. See, it all happens when it comes through that love filter that God loves me. And because He loves me, I want to I love others the way He has. And, and I want them to know Jesus so they can come into the kingdom and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then He begins to do the work from the inside out, which changes everything. I don't want to just throw a bunch of rules on them and say, now that you're believing, you've got to do this, 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 and this, because it just makes you mean and critical and finger pointy. 
Well, we got it and they don't. No, we're a broken mess, but we got Jesus and that changes everything. So sort of let that sink in. Think about how it, what it means to be loved by God. And no, please know you are loved by God with this amazing love that changes everything. Um, we'll end it there and we'll pick it up next week. Ministry team, those are here. Why don't you head over the wall? People on the way of that wall are here to pray for you. If you need prayer for anything, then make sure you get it. But let's pray and then you can have lunch. Ooh, we've got a fine lunch planned for today too. It's uh, Cuban pork and, and arroz con pollo. I just like to say arroz con pollo because I say that very well. I have an arroz con pollo and plantains and uh, some other good stuff. So, so let me quit talking and we'll get you there. All right. Papa, thank you so much for who you are for this amazing love that you have for us beyond what we can comprehend and let us settle in that love God so that we can impact this world around us for you Lord that you would bring renewal revival and breakthrough to this area that hundreds and thousands of people would come to know you as their Lord and Savior we pray for every church in this area God where your word is preached ask that you'd bless them abundantly with everything they need to fulfill the mission you've given them we ask for your continued abundant blessing on us God to fulfill the mission you've given us of one more Just one more lost child back to you, Dad. Just one more. Thank you so much for including us in your story here in this time and place. You are an amazing and awesome God. If you need prayer this morning for anything, healing, relationship, problems, finances, situations, the folks over there pray for you. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've never responded in faith to the gospel message, do it now. It's it's humility and faith. In humility, it's just admitting you're broken. Like all the rest of us here, you've sinned. Asking God to forgive you what you're doing. Then in faith, inviting and accepting Jesus into your heart and life as Lord and Savior. If you've never prayed a prayer like that, do it today. Best decision you'll ever make. If you need help, as I said, just go and ask somebody. They'll help you pray. If you're going to stay and have lunch, Lord, thank you for the food you provided. Bless that today. Everybody that makes it possible. And you are an amazing and awesome God. Praise God from whom all blessings. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thanks for being here. Remember, be thankful for five things. Encourage two people so we can get one lost child back to dead. Prayer is there. Lunch will be in the back. As you go, drive safely. Be kind to one another in the parking lot. Have a great day. Catch some fish. Hope your team wins. See you later. Bye. Thanks for watching this broadcast from Keys Vineyard Community Church in Big Pine Key, Florida. Be sure to like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. For more information, log on to keysvineyard.com. We'll see you next time.